0: You're listening to Thoroughly Manly Musicals, and I'm Stan Ferguson, back after missing a whole week because I couldn't be bothered with a modicum of research. You see, I said the next episode would be My Fair Lady, and didn't check to see if it was available to stream before recording, so now I own the Blu-ray, and I watch the darn movie because friends, I'm a man of my word. Speaking of words, this musical has about two million of them, which would be a whole lot if it wasn't only a tenth of Hamilton's word count. While this isn't quite the hip-hop extravaganza of either Hamilton or the Music Man, there's a lot of speak-singing in this, and almost entirely by the lead character, Henry Higgins. Why? I don't know. Maybe actors who could sing in an English accent were just tough to find. But talkie does and a lot. If it wasn't for all the great songs, I'd swear this musical was a play. But there are songs, and they're pretty dang great. They're not as great as the dialogue, and in fact, they seem almost tacked on top, as if the speaking parts were written separately by a totally different person. Weird how that works out sometimes. Now. I don't generally dive into politics, but it's hard to talk about my fair lady and avoid how overtly political it is. We're talking heavy things here like feminism and socialism. Why? Because the story is about a young woman plucked out from the lowest rung of the social ladder and made into a proper English lady just by teaching her how to speak English. It works because of course it would work. Rich people just like to think they're smarter and more deserving than everyone else. I could go on and on about all that stuff, and being a white man, I totally should. But this doesn't go on longer than five minutes, so I think it'll suffice to say that the young woman, Eliza Doolittle, decides to get lessons from an old nerd named Henry Higgins and his best live-in pal, Colonel Pickering. Instead of making her pay, Pickering wagers that Henry will fail at his boast to pass her off as a duchess and will pay for the whole process if he loses. Henry takes him up on it. Eliza doesn't like losing her agency, but she's tempted by the idea of social climbing and chocolates. Eventually, she learns how to say words all pretty like and fools everyone at a royal party into believing that she's also a nerd. The two men are ecstatic and celebrate Hank Higgs' victory leaving Eliza put out since she did all the work and got none of the credit. Eliza gets pissed when it sinks in that she's just a stupid bet and walks out on Hank and tells his mom that his son's a piece of shit, but his mom already knows, but gives him hell anyway because how often is it two against one? The movie then ends with Eliza moving on and taking advantage of her newfound power and position and with Hank going slowly mad and tragically ends with him hallucinating that Eliza has returned to him. But we all know that would never be the case because she's awesome and he's a big old douche canoe. The movie stars Audrey Hepburn and Rex Harrison as Eliza and Henry. Rex is as good as can be hoped for in a role about a charismatic bag of shit. But Audrey Hepburn gives a glowing performance proving that she's not just some wide-eyed ingenue, but also a top-tier comic actor. She owns all the biggest laughs. The movie is just shy of three hours, but the pacing was perfect. When the characters are talking, it's usually really funny, and when they're singing, it's fun and catchy. But I can't get over how the song lyrics are so dang different than the dialogue. I guess some mysteries will never be solved. I realize I don't have a rating system for this show, so I'll start now. This movie is very good, so watch it. You might need to buy a Blu-ray or DVD or VCR, but it's totally worth the expense. Anyway... Thanks for listening, and I'll be back again next week with a review of Cabaret, a musical I've never seen and know nothing about.